0: One innovation lab closes while another one opens. Anne and I have some personal experience with these next two headlines, so we're excited to talk about this. Opening some old wounds. Opening yep, some yep, old wounds. Yep, pouring some salt in. and pouring <laughs> some salt. Got the mortons out, and it's ready to go. Two companies this week embarked on drastically different approaches when it comes to innovation, according to the Wall Street Journal. Walmart shut down its store number eight innovation hub, saying that many of the ideas incubated inside store number eight. Have either quote been adopted by the wider company or shut down as misses. And yet, conversely, Target owned Shipped, according to Chain Storage, has opened up a new innovation lab where Shipped will conduct experiments and research that includes things like drone delivery and fulfillment, personalization, my always favorite, my personal favorite, no pun intended, immersive sh- and immersive shopping experiences in virtual environments such as the metaverse and gaming platforms. Manola. <laughs> Oh, I can't even say that last one with a straight face. What's your take on innovation labs? Are they the right way to drive innovation?
1: Listen, um, (laughs) I think (laughs) collectively, not the most optimistic group on on the innovation uh, lab front. I can't think of many examples where they've been successful in actually delivering a meaningful innovation. Right, kind of disjointed from the business feels like a, a sinking of um, capital. Well intentioned sounds nice. It's a great place to talk about AI. Everyone's trying to you know pull AI into something or other, uh, but but frankly, you know it lacks meaningful impact to the to the business. Right. What what does that mean to kind of reach? rethink the shopping experience via the metaverse like what does that even mean right so i'm not a huge proponent uh
0: personally and i i haven't seen many successful cases (laughs) yeah i mean you have to wonder like why in a public statement you're talking about the metaverse for your innovation lab that that immediately raises an eyebrow and you're shaking your head already um, I haven't really talked to you about this story. I, we kind of talked with Manola and Michael before we started. So I kind of know where they where their heads at with it, but where, where, where do you come down on innovation labs? Having been a uh, part of a very big one in your previous career prior to OmniTalk,
1: uh, Chris, I'm going to quote my two of my favorite artists, Justin Vernon and Taylor Swift in the appropriately named song exile. When we say, I think I've seen this film before Chris, and I didn't like the ending, uh, We know from experience, especially Chris, when shift is saying that you're bucketing technology, like the metaverse in with personalization and some of the things that I do think shift is is valid in trying to dive deeper into what makes them differentiated from all the other third party logistics providers out there which is the personal shoppers like yes invest in technology to make that shopping experience better for your personal shoppers better for the customers but as long as it's bucketed in with things like the metaverse unfortunately that's subject to being on the chopping block right away yes. and and you're tied into other like non ROI increasing innovations like this is not going to bode well you have to be you have to be championed by the right people you can't be an a separate like uh, tentacle of the business, you have to be part of the the business itself, and so unfortunately, I think Walmart's doing the right thing here, knocking it out, bringing those people into the business, and shipped. I just i i i appreciate them, but I don't think this is a good move.
0: Yeah. And you have to believe too, that that's the product manager's job, right? Is to create new product efficiencies that make the shipped experience better. So why do you need an incubation lab to do that? If Metaverse is part of that, that should just be part of their job day to day. But Michael, jump in here. What are your thoughts?
2: I totally agree with what you're all saying. I think you cannot force innovation. And when you try to force innovation, you almost get this fake innovation. And as I was yeah. thinking of, as I was hearing what you were all saying, it kind of, I, I was thinking of like... If you want to start a band, you can't pick four baseball players or four football players, put them in a garage and say, go play music and get me new music. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe they can play music, maybe they can play instruments, but you just don't know. And I truly think innovation rests in the people that are driving the business producing new product, designing new product, and sometimes it comes from really the most unexpected places. So it's almost like if you set up this skunk works type atmosphere, It just feels very forced and then it turns into chasing the bright shiny objects and that's what I was hearing when I was reading all of these articles about the announcements it's sort of like, we're going after AI we're going after computer learning, you know customers want to have this ubiquitous access to product and it's sort of like okay yeah they do but you can't force innovation. It has to be sort of a natural occurrence that these outfits. I just don't think um, are, are are productive and effective.
0: Yeah, I, the points I, I I agree with everything everyone said. The points I would add to it, and you know, it was interesting. And and I talked to you a little about about this. I wrote an article in yeah. Forbes about Forbes about it this morning. Uh, we interviewed Prathiba Rajeshkumar. Uh, The VP, I can't remember if she's SVP or VP of stores, um, of automation and innovation at stores in DCs at Walmart last week. And as I was doing that interview, what struck me was, holy crap, Walmart's taking a really smart approach to innovation because they have her existing in the business and it's her job to drive innovation on this front. And she... She walked through three areas of innovation with, and it was, and she did it very clearly AR, ESLs, drones, and all of them made a ton of sense. And she was incredibly articulate about it. And I said to myself, God, I wonder what this means for store number eight. And then, like, two days later, they're shutting it down, which the other point it brings up is, this is the last bastion of Mark Lloyd's imprint on Walmart. I think it's now been effectively washed away. And a lot of store number eight was started kind of under his guise or his lens from my understanding of it. And you had a lot of these kind of like skunk works projects that didn't make a lot of sense. And it seems like Doug McMillan has been smart to wash them away. Cause that's the most important thing from my experience is to be a truly innovative company, it has to be supported from the top down from the CEO. And that's what McMillan has shown. That's what Furner shows. That's what Bezos shows at Amazon. That's how they go about it. That's how they approach that. And so that's the fundamental lesson here because you're right, Ann. I think if you're on an innovation team, enjoy the fun work now. Enjoy the metaverse experiments now because chances are you're going to be on the chopping block at some point when the board comes through and says, hey, you need to cut costs. And there's a lot of layoffs going on in the industry. So it's not a good or safe place to be.